0: Welcome to the third one sucks where we rank every movie in a franchise from first to worst. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Mark Bell. And time to dance on your graves. (laughs) What are we going to talk about
1: today, Mark? Matt, today is The King's Man. The King's Man is an action spy film directed by Matthew Vaughn and adapted by Vaughn and Carl Gajasek from the comic series written by Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons. The King's Man premiered on December 5th, 2021 in London and stars Ray Fines, Gemma Arterton, Jamin Hunsu, Reese Ivans, and Harris Dickinson, among others. I'm interested to talk about this movie in light of the other two, but before we get there, what is our fan review?
0: Well, Mark, our fan review this week comes from Google Fan Reviews, and it's from Dean Emery, who I like to believe is a dean of a college somewhere, a title and not a 1st name, who said, four months ago, one star, I had to force myself to watch this. After 30 minutes, I thought it'd be better of watching a repeat episode of Friends, Again, <laughs> there was a lot of there are there were a lot of dots. There,
1: that was the ellipses that lasted a, a lifetime. <laughs> I am. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on the fan review. We got a lot to talk about. But I'm interested in this. The we the reason I put this in is because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it whatever it's it's not one of the more exciting reviews we've had. But it's an idea that I wanted to take a minute to get your thoughts on. Which is his sure. first sentence is I had to force myself to watch this. Why? Right, so that's that's a thing that just younger Mark used to it. do. Like, you know, i a, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I've got to watch all the Star Wars. Like, you know, I'm a whatever thing, so I've got to watch these things. Mm-hmm. And I, and that has not been my mindset for a long time. Like, if a thing's not interesting, I just don't watch it. <laughs> but but I was yeah. interested to to like, to hear your thoughts on that. I look, I am a big
0: proponent, Mark, of. Whatever piece of media you are consuming, if you reach a point where you're not having a good time and you would only be finishing it to appease other people, <laughs> right? just don't keep watching it. I did, I learned this lesson the hard way. And this is... Look, anime fans are about to be real mad at me. <laughs> I, I learned this lesson the hard way when I agreed with an acquaintance on the internet to watch Death Note from start to finish. Oh, boy. And... I know people love that show, but I was uh, like a couple episodes in and I was already like, I do not like this. This is aggressively not my speed. (laughs) And I finished that whole thing seething through the entire series, just (laughs) frustrated and upset that this thing was written like a 12 year old moth. Mogoth got like a fucking way in and got a competent director to somehow tackle this. I I was unbearable. (laughs) <laughs> not the Netflix series. The the anime, everyone. I did not like Death Note the anime. You can come with your pitchforks, I don't care. <laughs> You, yeah, it's, it's so freeing whenever you realize, oh, wait, I literally don't have to be doing this right, yeah, right? now. Like, I, I have no social obligation to consume this thing just because everybody else really loves it. I don't have to do this to myself. And so, listener, if you're sitting at home and you're like, wow, everybody really likes, I don't know, what's hot this year. Everyone likes the Elden Rings and the new uh, Lady Dragon show from the HBOs you don't have to watch those things if you're not into them it's okay you, <laughs> you can just not do that yeah you can just and take a pass it turns it's out right. nothing happens <laughs> if you just don't do that nothing happens <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so this film opens with orlando duke of oxford mm-hmm. uh the aforementioned mr fines on his way to south africa on what i think is a red cross mission right he's visiting a Concentration camp in South Africa. So this is, I th- I think, right. This is the the Boer Wars, is what we're looking at here. Like that's the the historical context of what's going on. That sounds about
0: right. I'm the uh, I'm not the brightest, the most <laughs> learned person about <laughs>
1: foreign wars, but. I will. I'll believe you. It is very much sort of like rooted in British colonialism of Africa. Right. Right. Which is a thing. This movie only ever sort of confronts a little bit. That's this whole movie is it only ever (laughs) sort of confronts a dozen different things. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're in we're in South Africa. The Duke of Oxford is like he is a sponsor of the Red Cross uh, and they are on this mission to—it's uh, like a humanitarian sort of thing. Anyway, what happens is the boars attack, and the duke's wife is killed.
0: It would be a much better if it was actual boars—the animal attacking. <laughs> And two, because I have to get it out. Duke of Oxford absolutely sounds like something that, like, you would call like is a position at like H and M or Abercrombie. (laughs) 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 But yes, back to this very sad scene of his wife dying at a concentration camp. After she gives her little speech to the to the kid, where she's like, "Look, we are very, very rich, but we're one of the good ones."
1: (laughs) We do share thing. And I don't know how much we going to unpack this because the movie doesn't Uh do a lot of unpacking work. But it seems like this is the first time (sighs) this franchise is aware of cultural context. You know, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's so it's trapped in a in a space of like it's aware. And it wants the audience to know that it's aware, but it's still telling. You know, it's a World War II story. It is. It is still telling a very colonial white story, <laughs> and there's no real way around that. But the movie wants you to know that it knows. So from time to time, there's these weird bits that are like, "With great power comes great responsibility."
0: No, it's. Uh, here's what I think is consistent about the Kingsman as a franchise is that we have. Somebody like Matthew Vaughn, who, at least as far as I can tell, keeps wanting to make these movies about revolutionary politics. Yeah, from the most liberal
1: perspective on it. <laughs> I think that is true. Yeah that that seems to be a through line for these movies. Where because uh, that's right. Because the first movie was really mm-hmm. like very much about <laughs> like class warfare.
0: It's a very safe. We can put it in movie theaters and I'm not going to end up on a watch list for making my art version of this thing. He does just enough to placate like the, this, this is a, these are ridiculous series of words. I'm about to string together (laughs) the Western propaganda apparatus. Sure. Everyone can groan. Uh, He does just enough to like placate that to where he's not going to be like on a list.
1: Right. Yes. But, you know, I suppose that's a lot better than just nothing but sort of conservative leaning propaganda films. You know, it's it's it is at least not that,
0: you know, yeah. at least it's not <laughs> funded by the U.S. military from top exactly, to bottom in right. all his films. Right? I don't know how much is <laughs> this one, if at, if any of it was funded by uh, any like branch of military service. I hope not.
1: I don't think so. But you never know with Hollywood. <laughs> So what we have in this sort of opener is the Duchess of Oxford getting shot mm-hmm. and we meet Shola, who is the best character in this movie. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or maybe, like,
0: second or third is as far as I'm going to let him fall. If
1: you scroll all the way down to, like, the third to last bullet point, you'll see my mm-hmm. opinion on Shola. <laughs> oh, Shola's great. Shola fucking rules is absolutely correct. We'll say it again when we get there. <laughs> uh, so we meet Shola, who is the sort of... It, it, as we meet him, you think, like, oh, he's the, like, the butler or the driver or whatever. He's, he's mm-hmm. the footman i i don't i know if you know like british aristocracy there's official words for all of these various positions i don't know what they sure. are uh but what we will learn is he is very much just like the right hand of the duke
0: this movie does play and again because the time period set it in it adds to this um like it feels weird to be like my underlings are a black man and a, a white woman nanny and like it's, it doesn't ever to me and again i'm the whitest man feels super <laughs> problematic in its framing within the movie that we're watching but it's just like it's one of those things that visually like it's right there right and it's yes. just
1: feels a little uncomfortable yeah you can't ignore the fact that shola is at least as we meet him at the beginning of the movie the black man servant of a wealthy white aristocrat exactly yeah and that's a thing but like, like you say, that d- the movie never feels that way because the Duke treats them all as equals. And again, that's like, great, I'm glad that's much better, but, but that, you know, it's still, that subtext mm-hmm. is still there, needs to be addressed. For sure. So we meet Shola and we meet Conrad, who is the young son of the Duke. And Conrad and Shola are sort of pals. There's a very good vibe between them. This also is where we set up this idea that like right, it's right here. It's early on where where like as an in joke among the broader Oxford family, they're using like round table-ish names for each other.
0: Yeah. it seems to be a, a thing they do. For reasons unknown. We don't ever... It, we never get... I hope we don't get a second prequel that's just all about that. That would be <laughs> awful. Just fucking three hours of Matthew Vaughn uh, having <laughs> Ralph Vines be like reading King Arthur stories to his child. Right, right. <laughs> or like his father reading a, like to a baby Ralph Vines, still played by Ralph Vines, but as a baby.
1: <laughs> that'd be... <laughs> Well, I'm not sure we need that, though now I kinda want it. So Shola is like as soon as shooting starts, Shola's protecting Conrad. Mm -hmm. And as she's dying, the Duchess says to Orlando, Duke of Oxford. (laughs) Just I love that so much. Orlando, Duke of Oxford. She says, like like, stupid name. My son is here watching me die. Uh Do not ever let him see war again. Again is a very important qualifier. Yes. And that's just sort of like, it's a good opener. The action is very solid. The characters are all strong right out of the gate. Shola already rules. Like, it's, you know, it it does the job it needs to, I think, in this opening scene. It's a solid opener. Yeah, it's good. And then we go to the future. Yes, we go to 1914. Hey, World War time. Hey, (laughs) hooray. Yeah, boy. There's a lot this probably will not make the podcast, but as a dude who like I have a degree in history and I went to a very white school and therefore a lot of my history studies was like European war studies. (laughs) There's a lot in this film, like presumably Mark Miller and Dave Gibbons, who wrote the source material, had something to do with this. There's a lot of like weird detail of history in here. And it's mm-hmm. not all accurate, obviously, but it's close enough that they like they have fun with it. And it's just a very—I love it. It's a very weird vibe that, like, oh yeah, Mata yeah. Hari is sleeping with President Wilson, and like Lenin is working for it. Like, all of the beats are history beats, just like run through the insane filter of Kingsman. And for the most part, this is all really working for me. You're gonna
0: have to leave this bit in, Mark, because that's why this is the Metal Gear Solid Three of the franchise. <laughs> because <laughs> it is it is it it like this is where it goes full historical fiction and it's this is the movie this is the one this is the one it took through three movies for me like to really get here where i was like oh yeah this is the guy this is the guy we've there mentioned on those other podcasts <laughs> but we're, and we're gonna get there very shortly that rasputin fight though <laughs> I was like this is this is the one. This is who needs to be doing metal gear movies. Because is is this incomprehensible historical revisionism happening and like are you only kind of getting details right but it's fine because these villains are like over the top ridiculous and you love them and there's little to no explanations as to how they can do the ridiculous things that they can do? <laughs> Yes, yes, and yes. Is the big bad's <laughs> whole name literally just The Shepherd? Is that not a Kojima-ass thing to do? <laughs> so much is. <laughs> He's got a bunch and of I'm, sheep, and he leads a
1: flock of his followers, and he, they name him The Shepherd. <laughs> I really love that the whole thing, and again, like a lot of World War I was just wealthy white European nations wanting a war. So, fine. <laughs> you know, that's fine. <laughs> but I really love that this movie is like, it's really all about Scottish independence at the end.
0: <laughs> is it, this is, and this is probably a niche reference but if Matthew Vaughn walked out onto a stage and then pulled off a flesh mask and it was like he walking Mogrim's everybody and it's just Hideo Kojima under there <laughs> and it was him the whole time incredible <laughs>
1: So here in the in the future, which is to say 1914 ish, yeah. <laughs> World War One is on the horizon, and mm-hmm. Conrad very much wants to join the British Army, like God flag and country, etc. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad wants to go do the war. Yep, very. Uh, and obviously, his dad one is is does not want to lose his son, as he has lost his wife, but has also sworn to his dead wife that his son will not witness war or something which is definitely a promise that anyone can keep for sure
0: yeah that's definitely there's not like a what 19 year time like (laughs) timer (laughs) on that
1: orlando the duke is using all of his wealthy and powerful connections including like his friendship with the king mm-hmm. to sort of close all doors for his son vis-a-vis joining the military that's the new reality when we sort of flash forward whatever it is 12 to 19 years in time
0: right right we have a cool quick knife fight between conrad and um show the best character yeah like that's great that was a, that was another moment where i was like this is cool this is it this is very very kojima but they're just having a random knife fight because it's cool to choreograph and it's yep I,
1: and it is why it, 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 it is it establishes the duality of like the duke definitely never wants his son to see war but he has made sure this kid is very very ready for it i don't want my son to see to ever see
0: war but he's gonna be good at it right (laughs) just in case which you know that's
1: that's a good way to like hedge your bets sure yeah (laughs) so the uh the secretary of state for war Mm -hmm. which is a mouthful of words but this is herbert kitchener who's an actual like the first earl of kitchener is actual like historic person who was in this post right
0: are you going to go full history, Professor, on
1: me in this episode? I feel that
0: happening in real time. <laughs> I can feel it. Ha- For some reason, I ha- there are patches on your like jacket right now, Mark. Look That's down. True. How yep. did I get there? I don't understand.
1: What's going on? Why am I taking notes? <laughs> I'm a middle-aged white dad. At any given minute, <laughs> I am one week away from just developing a weird obsession with the Battle of Gettysburg. <laughs> It's look, it's true and I I'm
0: I'm afraid for you, quite frankly, that this beast could take hold of you at any moment. Listener, this week Mark sent me a YouTube link to music. I'll let that one sink in before I continue my statement.
1: That was the most dad rock thing I've ever listened to in my entire life. Listen, I know you use Spotify and I use Apple Music. What am I gonna Uh send you? i i mean that's fair i that's fine look i don't love spotify despite
0: uh daddy spotify hosting our podcast please love me daddy spotify Uh, um but i'm i'm not like the biggest proponent of spotify it's just the one that i can opt into a family plan on sure yep so that's
1: where i listen to all my music without ads all i'm saying is Gettysburg, gettysburg is about a 70 minute drive from my house I could be giving tours within six months. And two feet from your heart. <laughs> have I read Killer Angels? Yes, I have. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> because I'm
0: not an 80-year-old man. <laughs> 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 Let's all go to Sarajevo. <laughs> Let's go kill yeah. Franz Ferdinand and get this podcast back on track.
1: <laughs> Time to go to Sarajevo. Yeah.
0: See, that's why so I this wanted is, to say it, but my mouth said, not going to happen.
1: <laughs> this is Lord Kitchener, who's like, again, he's uh-huh. a secretary of state for war or whatever, and he is best pals with the Duke. He was there when his wife was shot. Like the, the, He is a right. major character in this film who I forget to mention in the notes to about halfway through the notes. No, I was getting ready to say, Mark, none of this is in our notes. It's no, not a lick of it. <laughs> well, that's why I'm trying to lay this groundwork, because I realized... Somewhere I put a note that said, oh yeah, these people were in this movie. I probably should have mentioned them earlier. So this oh, is yeah, me mentioning is. them
0: earlier. There it is. The curtain is gone, listener. You know how like sometimes you get a peek behind the curtain? In this episode, no fucking curtain. We're just, we're, we're not Oz the Great and Powerful. We're just a man pulling strings and you have to, you're just, we're split our chest cavity wide open and you're watching it all
1: happen. So, lord kitchener calls up conrad and he's like mm-hmm. hey the archduke ferdinand is in sarajevo when things are getting a little rough could you just like go keep an eye on things for me so they do listen the, like the fact that the assassination of archduke Franz ferdinand starts the war is like the one fact that Everyone knows about World War One, so they had to get it in this movie. I respect that. This had to show up in this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just a weird, like, okay, we're just going to trot over to Sarajevo for a bit to watch Gavrilo Princep kill the, the the Archduke, and then we can get back Mark, to the movie. Look, do, do I, Mark, I'm going to say something
0: that is the most ridiculous thing I have maybe ever said on these podcasts <laughs> right now. And that is, I want you to know that every time I, I've watched this movie twice now, and whenever I watch Franz Ferdinand get shot in the neck or whatever, sure, and that gunshot goes off. I am my brain immediately like launches into take me out by the band Franz Ferdinand, and I want to see. I love that. I so want much. to see. I the next time you send me something on YouTube, it better be a mashup of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: incredible. So this is like the, the first and or last domino. I don't know how to use that metaphor correctly. Sure, <laughs> this whatever. is the trigger that starts the war. Yes. And basically, this is just like Germany, Russia, and Britain are all like led by various members of a deeply incestuous royal family. And mm-hmm. none of them like each other. And they've been itching for a fight. So it's fight time. And there's a couple of organizations that basically the whole trip to Sarajevo and like the travel there and back is kind of to establish that. Yeah, we know the stories about the war, but really the story is about the shepherd, the big bad guy and his like network of spies. And then also the Duke who has built his secret network of spies. <laughs> and that's really what this story is like. The war is happening. It is the context for this movie. But this is where we really start setting the table for the shepherd and the fact that Orlando has this whole network that he and Polly and Shola have built, etc.
0: I don't know, Mark. It seems to me like it's a pretty Hideo Kojima thing to do (laughs) to to make the actual enemy like these people that are actually like seeking independence for like their countries from this like giant. um. (laughs) white (laughs) nation state that has just been oppressing them for you. I, that seems like, yep. Yep. That seems like we're on track here. I don't, I don't, it's so weird. It's so weird. The way that it, this movie villainizes its villains in ways that I just, I, I don't quite understand a hundred percent of the time. Cause like the shepherd seems to be fighting for the shepherd seems to be fighting for Scottish independence. Like, yes he's right that's but you're right <laughs> but that guy's yeah. in the right uh, he's clearly we have to see him abuse animals um and shoot a man for little else. sure but sure. like you know we have to see him
1: hire hitler to prove that he's a bad guy or whatever
0: right oh and we're gonna get to that mark oh my <laughs> god both times i have watched this i i i don't know how to react i it's the most ridiculous thing it's the it is the post credits stinger of this movie (laughs) listener hitler shows up he's their marvel and one more thing of this movie (laughs) and it is the most absurd thing i have ever seen it remains just mind-bogglingly ridiculous that that is how the end of this movie is i i I hate, I, we're going to talk about Lenin in a bit, and that's going to sure, be an interesting sure. conversation, but, <laughs> but, oh my god, Mark, why? <laughs> they, it's so, the needle, they, mm, Mark, I can't, I can't, because <laughs> they, they, like, do, like, the whole, like, it's an epic cutaway line, and it's like, what's, he, what's your name? He's like, Adolf Hitler, and that's it, that's the end of the movie! <laughs> it's... It is remarkably stupid. (laughs) Listener, I cannot (laughs) underline that enough. If somebody turned. If Matthew Vaughn turned this in as like a report, and that's how he ended his report, it would be like three underlines in red, and next to it, what the fuck? (laughs) Please continue this podcast. I'm sorry. I just. You can't. That's it's stupid. It's remarkably stupid.
1: <laughs> so I don't even remember where we were. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the existence of Hitler in this movie is oh my god, why? <laughs> why is
0: that your one more thing and so st- i know you're making a movie about world war one and set in world war one so obviously world war two would be the next book right but right holy shit is it the stupidest fucking delivery of that thing i've ever seen anyway rasputin so,
1: poisons a child right yeah man he's in this movie. So yeah we've learned about the shepherd who has this whole group of like field agents including yeah. rasputin the crazy yeah. russian kiltsky mystic
0: we look. I love Rasputin as this like, eccentric character that just exists in history. It's like not, not. I, I do not appreciate him as a human person, but just as like a caricature of himself in
1: fiction. Fascinating to me. Yep, could not agree more. <laughs> and Rasputin just like so. I am going to do my best to not be the history professor because I actually took a full year long course in Russian history. Like, rasputin, is, <laughs> He was a big chunk of it because that dude's fascinating. Like the real Rasputin is almost as weird as anything you could make up about Rasputin. He's so rasputin in this movie too. And I love it. <laughs> he I, is. The... <laughs> oh my God. I love it. He's so So ridiculous. Rasputin is an agent of the shepherd and he is in with the Romanov family, which is the last czar of russia before the bolshevik before like the white revolution or whatever so rasputin's job the shepherd tells him like we need to keep russia out of this war like <laughs> they're big and they're going to be a problem so what i need you to do i guess is poison the romanov kid sure why not that'll, that'll keep russia out of the war somehow i mean i think the short answer is like we have the antidote but you can only have it if you promise not to war I will magic him back
0: to life. If you just don't do a war promise, you won't do a war. Yep.
1: <laughs> also, I'm you're all hooked on opium because I'm giving you opium, <laughs> but this is like what Rasputin did. Like the the, the Romanov kid was, I, I believe a hemophiliac uh, mm-hmm. and Rasputin was like this crazy mystic who maybe also had some medicinal knowledge or whatever, or maybe just like, charmed the czar's wife and that was sufficient but like right. I love the idea that they took like the way Rasputin kind of angled his way in was through that kid's illness and I love that this movie even folds that in it's like nope that's also a secret plot for war but yeah that's also in this it's so it's so fun all of these little historical details that like they're not remotely accurate to this plot but like they're all things that happened and it's so fun like you say it's <laughs> very it's very Kojima all of this storytelling yeah, I look. I love
0: me some wacky historical fiction, and this yep.
1: is this is that for sure. I feel like this movie is passing fast, <laughs> and I know we're deep into this podcast, but I feel like we're just like jumping from scene to scene pretty hard. Well, because there's
0: long stretches where this movie plods along. If we're gonna be generous, we'll say it takes its time in certain spaces. <laughs> I feel like some yeah. some scenes could be a little quicker. I do feel like it it
1: drags in spots, even though. I really enjoy this movie for what it is. I think that's fair to say. So the next chunk is Lord Admiral Kitchener and his assistant Morton. Morton's around. Morton and uh, Conrad have a couple of exchanges that we haven't really touched on. But like Kitchener is the primary friend that the duke of oxford is using to keep his son out of the war like that's the primary relationship that he's been leveraging so far and so we've seen kitchener and his assistant morton a few times we've seen them at the Kingsmen. we've seen him around
0: yeah he's he's a prominent figure at the beginning of this movie and then he gets blown the fuck up here
1: right yeah because this is going to happen is he's going to go to russia to deal with whatever this whole russian problem is but their ship's going to get blown up by a sub sure and that is the story impetus for Orlando to sort of become a field agent again, again. But I mean, he was just in, so we're pretending like, ah, oh, he hates to do this. And like, we'll have to drag him out. But like, we were just in Sarajevo. We just saw you as a field agent. Why are we all pretending like, ah, oh, I guess I have to do this? I don't know. I don't know. It's like
0: <laughs> this is where he's like, Conrad, guess what? We're actually
1: we've been spying this whole time on everybody. <laughs> Kenny and Shola are like the leaders of a secret network of like household workers. I've Various created a literal like, nanny state, <laughs> right? Yeah, very much <laughs> what it is. Like they've got, you know, cooks in the white house who share information with uh, like the, the, the man servant of the, of the czar of Russia. Like there are all of the, like, I guess, lower class in terms of like the class state, all mm-hmm. of the lower class built this like, Network of information at which Polly sits in the center. That's a lot. So all of that is just now being unspooled to Conrad, and it's only making him more mad. Of like, what do you mean I can't do anything? And you are like the secret crime lord of the whole
0: world. Yeah, it's 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 a moment. But then we get some real. This is where we get uh, the whole like Rasputin fight scene.
1: This is where I intentionally in a single bullet point for this uh-huh. because i did not want to guide this discussion too much accidentally by bullet pointing out all of the wild things that happen here we have been
0: we have been talking about this particular like Sequence of events since we started covering the Kingsman movies. Back before that, wasn't there? We were talking about it in those Hellboy movies when we were yep. like, you know, who sucks in this movie? Resputin. You know who doesn't suck in the Kingsman movie? Resputin. <laughs> we were already like talking about it. Then so much so that uh, again, there's no curtain in this episode. That's really why we decided to cover them this season is because we were already doing Hellboy and we're like, yep, we sh- we should probably do those. We've already
1: brought yep. it up enough, right? <laughs> Everything about this Rasputin is maybe my favorite part of this movie. Oh my god. The plan rolling in is like Rasputin's got a healthy appetite for two things, cake and sex. Oh my god, I love we didn't use it as our pull quote, but
0: him saying and we fuck like tigers, I <laughs> I fucking love it, Mark. It's so ridiculous.
1: And that is very much like Rasputin was allegedly part of this crazy Russian mystic sect called the Kiltsky sect and their mm. whole thing was like effectively let us sin that grace may abound right like that was their like mm. if god's forgiveness is the best thing that man can experience then clearly what we should do is sin as much as humanly possible so we can be constantly reveling in god's forgiveness which is the greatest cover ever for a sex cult yeah, right <laughs> so good <laughs> like in this movie he's just like yeah you know what i love cake and sex he really, preferably at the same time if i can get it he says
0: i only talk when my stomach is full and my balls are empty <laughs> mark this man is ridiculous so the plan rolling in he talks like a fucking 19 year old redditor
1: it's he incredible how ridiculous <laughs> this man is. Like a 19-year-old Redditor with a, <laughs> like a Rocky and esque Russian accent. It's so great. Look, I think, <laughs> I was worried that I was
0: going to slip into, like, vampire talk sure. whenever I did our little <laughs> intro, but I think I kind of nailed the On Your Graves. Yes, yeah. no, you totally maybe, got it. <laughs> maybe that's not true when we listen back to this, and you know, this airs listener, but right now I'm going to ride that high. <laughs>
1: So the plan rolling in is like, well, uh, Conrad is just gonna like coquettishly flirt with Rasputin, you know, like bat his eyelashes at him. Mark, I love it. I I love it. I
0: love it because (laughs) because for five for there's like a, a like a little five second window in this movie where I am Rasputin and Rasputin is all of us. And that is whenever he's talking to Conrad and he's like, switch places with your dad. You're boring. It's it's, it's like, yes, men are so fucking boring to talk to sometimes. (laughs) I feel you, Rasputin. Because there was absolutely no vibes there. 100% Rasputin. Look, I feel all the sex appeal coming off of your weird ass, but... Yeah, Conrad's doing a terrible terrible job. You're not... You're not serving, and you could be, but you're not.
1: (laughs) But I see a very handsome man sitting right over there, so let me talk to him. Let's see if he's boring, too. But your dad walked in and immediately started in with power exchange play. Yeah.
0: So he's (laughs) surely going to be fun. And you know, he's, like, correct 100%.
1: It is right, like, the electricity between these two actors from when they're like frostily telling each other to go be a serving boy all mm-hmm. the way up to like when one of them is is erotically massaging the other one's leg while eating cake. The electricity look. between them in those two scenes is identical. And that's wild. It was absolutely look in another world.
0: Those two are fucking 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. You cannot convince
1: me otherwise. <laughs> and it all. So that all like threads through right because he goes back mm-hmm. so the plan is Polly has made his favorite cake and like laced it with a bunch of poison so we'll like we'll, we'll get him into a private room and then feed him poison cake which is what happens except for resputing the crazy mystic 100 percent works his alluring magic on duke orlando also heals his leg <laughs> with magic he magics his leg Yeah. Um,
0: Which I don't love as a disabled person. We I do have to bring that up that we had to fix your disability for you to be a proactive protagonist in this.
1: Right. Yep. Yep.
0: Don't love that, but but it's all caught up in this weird like. But Rasputin's actually magic though. So yeah, (laughs) the Metal Gear part of it, like that part of it, takes over my brain, and so (laughs) I'm not hyper fixating on the fact that you magic away someone's disability.
1: Instead, I'm focusing on the fact that wait, that guy's actually magic though. (laughs) Yeah in a scene with two almost fully clothed men that is still like very erotic remarkably (laughs) erotic yeah And, like, even the, so, like, Rasputin leads him into, like, this lake that's outside the, like, the bay windows of the room that we're, and even the scene where he's basically, like, drowning him is still, like, erotically charged. Every, like, every beat from when they meet until one of them dies has that electricity jumping in it. Because this is a Hideo Kojima joint, Mark. This is,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's Gruff Warman. Acting like sultry and and empowered exchange and like low key, but they want to fuck though, right? This is we're we're all on the same page here, right? (laughs) I'm not the weird one, these two clearly want to fuck. And then you go onto the internet like several years later, and everyone's like, oh yeah, they totally want to (laughs) fuck. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and it leads ultimately to the because Rasputin just like his body physically rejects the poison, right? (laughs) Yeah, he, he projectile vomits just casually. <laughs> just purging that poison. Just, and then it leads to a. Crazy, we were all 21 once. <laughs> <laughs> a crazy sword fight. Sword slash kind of oh gun at times God. fight. Yep. It's a fucking Hideo Kojima joint. Mark, it's so it's good. It's so good. It is the single best piece of this movie.
0: It's so good. Him dancing, like, very theatrically while yeah.
1: fighting. It, I almost. Oh With, God, like, classic Russian it. folk dance moves. Oh, it's so good! It's, it's it is so good. So good, and he's winning like it's a fight between him and the Duke, and then eventually, uh, Conrad's in there, right? And and like, but Rasputin is holding his own against all of these things. Rasputin in this movie is vamp from Metal Gear Solid, just a hundred twenty percent.
0: He's just the guy that is in this movie, and you look over him, and it's like, okay, we have we have fucking we have vladimir lenin is in this movie franz ferdinand we have an underground spy ring uh nannies that are surveilling the richest people in the world what about that guy over there oh that's a vampire yeah what (laughs) Yeah, that's That's raspy in this movie you look over there he's like oh that guy's just he can heal people with magic and can control people with mind power like he gets so much information out of this dude right before they fight. Like, <laughs> yeah, his, absolutely. His ridiculous little long like throat singing thing, where it's every yeah. which I watch and go, "This is ridiculous," and I literally <laughs> laugh out loud when he starts making that noise out of nowhere, and then it works. It's it works. <laughs> it is so like pure and sincere in its ridiculousness. Like, oh my god, I love it. I eat it up. <laughs>
1: So ultimately, this showdown kind of at least sort of initially ends with Polly showing up and just shooting him just with a gun, just gives him a good shoot.
0: (laughs) I feel like we've glazed over uh, her in this entire podcast so far. Polly is, if it's not, if it is not Rasputin or Shola, Polly's the best character in this movie. Oh, yeah. Polly rules. love this woman, Mark. Oh, my God. (laughs) She is incredible. <laughs> she, you know, you know why? To, to, I'm gonna give you exactly one guess why I love this woman, Mark, and I want I want you to tell me what character she reminds
1: me of. I'm just blanking. I I am being oh a bad god. podcast partner because my brain is not putting it together. Oh my god, Mark! I oh my god! I loved it. I loved you a freebie,
0: and you're like no. <laughs> <laughs> This is Risa fucking Hawkeye
1: in live action. Oh, of course. Of course. Is she not? Is not, she not? I mean, now that you've said that out loud, I'm never going to be able to not see it. Yeah, that is absolutely right. Fucking incredible, right?
0: Like, it took <laughs> me a minute into this in this movie the first time. I was like, why do I? Why would I literally let her walk all over me? And that's what that's what it was. <laughs> it's because she's live action Riza Hawkeye. 100%. No, Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so, yeah, she just comes in with a gun and shoots him in the head. It's kind of a check-off gun moment because earlier she's like, why are we using knives? Just use a gun whenever they're doing their knife." Practice right, a right. lot. <laughs> and during this big, long, drawn out, like, sword slash knife fight, she just comes in and ends it by locking him in the head after he resurrects, <laughs> after he fucking
1: comes back to life from <laughs> right under yeah. the water. I love this movie, Mark. It's well, that's absolutely like, ridiculous. It is such a fun delivery on all of the weird. Because, like, Rasputin died by being shot, but no one really knows how. And, like, the legends say, like, he was shot and drowned and chained up and beaten. And he just kept, like, coming back to life until they mm-hmm. eventually, like, held him underwater and he drowned eventually. Uh, and this movie gives us a very fun take on that, where he's literally, like, resurrecting himself at points. It's so good. It's,
0: it is so. Mark, look, this movie has its problems, for sure. Yep. We've already addressed the Hitler in the room. <laughs> but... In this little stretch of time period, where it's it's them versus like Rasputin in this first little like outing that they have as a group, yep, it's a perfect movie.
1: It's so good.
0: It's a yeah. perfect movie for that little <laughs> section of the movie is masterclass in cinema, as far as I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> oh man! So following the events in Russia. Like on the literally on the ride home, I think it's a train ride home. Conrad's like, ah, see? So like, thanks, Dad. You let me like go out and join the field and like I was part of the fight. Like, I see that you have recognized me as an adult now. This is great. And his dad's like, slow down. Slow down. No one's green lighting anything here. Hey now, hey now. Don't dream. It's over. <laughs> And so we have this very brief moment of, like, camaraderie where the team's celebrating a win that pivots quickly back into this the same fight we've been seeing. But Conrad is turning 19, which is, is like, at that point, he is legally allowed to enlist in the army without anyone else's consent. And so we're going to pause this crazy Hideo Kojima movie mm-hmm. to just have, like, a brief 20-minute World War One movie. Just real
0: quick. We'll get that in there real quick where it's just about code breaking. It's just, yeah, it's code breakers, code breakers. Code warfare, <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening real quick in this movie. <laughs> it's just in the middle of this movie. It's fine. Look, sometimes in the middle of your Metal Gear Solid video game, you just have uh, an extended war sequence. It's
1: fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the long and the short of it really is that like Conrad joins the army and his dad's like, Listen, I can't stop you now, you're 19, but. The king and I are old friends, so I'm just going to pull some strings and, like, keep you well, well, well off the front, being, like, somebody's secretary or something. And Conrad literally, it is one of, I I love that they just went this route, because this is, you know, among the oldest plot devices, I think, in human storytelling. It's like, yeah, we just traded clothes, and I pretended to be somebody else. <laughs> it's fine. We did the old switcheroo, and we pulled the yeah. entire U.S. government, <laughs> or the British, whatever. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. He just takes the clothes of some guy named Archie, and he's like, "As I, now, I'm I'm Archie. I'm going to the front lines. I am Archie. <laughs> this is Archie, which gets him. Oh my God! Which is the thing that gets him killed.
0: Look, this. To be fair, the stuff with Conrad, like uh, like the actual like the trench warfare. Yeah, is some of the best I've like. Av-
1: like it's the most watchable war movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> when my buddy Brian and I left this movie left the cinema after watching this movie mm-hmm. we said the same thing like that was actually like for what it was a kind of good 20 minute war movie in the middle of that movie <laughs> yeah because there's a fucking hideo ass knife fight in the middle of it there absolutely is
0: a crazy knife fight cool in no man's land shit. and there's just that one-off villain where he's got the gas mask and the cool yeah. spike oh my god i love it
1: <laughs> this is this is what movies were made for mark this is it <laughs> It does look really good and like the soundscape is incredibly good. Mm-hmm. It's it's just real. So at some point here, uh the Brits have intercepted the Zimmerman telegram and mm-hmm. Polly cracks the code on it and they're like, "Oh good. Okay, right. This is the the proof we need of like the whatever, the communications between the the like the German foreign office and and Mexico to like ensure that like if Mexico helps out that Germany's going to give them Texas and Arizona back you know when the war's oh. over. Uh so like okay great. Now we have proof that like Mexico's in on this. Now that's an actual threat to the United States. Surely they'll join the war. And President Wilson says like I don't know, looks like a fake to me. I'd rather not, actually. I think no thanks. Uh and so the whole plot point of of conrad in the war is that whatever that uh no man's land knife fighty thing was about was ultimately getting a a a piece of evidence that proved that the zimmerman telegram was not a hoax yes so he brings it like he literally goes out into no man's land. this big crazy fight he survives he comes back with the information carrying someone on and carrying a wounded soldier on his shoulders and he shows up and it's like hey guys it's me archie here was some proof and someone says you're not archie i bet you're a spy and shoots him in the head
0: yeah he's this fucking german spy and then shoots the
1: dude the kid dies it's just right there i did not expect conrad to die in this film at least not in this moment in this film this this beat legitimately shocked me and it's good it's good
0: yeah it's i mean it's, it's pretty good it, i mean it 100 is flying up that like whole paranoia of everything that's going on it's it works it 100 yeah
1: whoever that actor was that was playing the like the paranoid british soldier mm-hmm. had what 60 seconds in this film and nailed good. it just yeah, nailed yeah, real it. good get that guy an oscar <laughs> for best dude who shot another dude in the head in
0: a, in a trench it's,
1: <laughs> it's real good also, somewhere in or around here, like, I think prior to when Conrad dies, but, like, in this chunk of the movie, Vladimir Lenin just shows up. Lenin's in this movie.
0: Mark? Yeah, sure is. I can Look, I can understand why he's in this movie. Yeah, here's my bigger question. If you were going to be, if you're playing this long con of, like, somebody who did the horrible bad things um, and is our analog on the left for Hitler, which seems to be what this movie wants to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stalin's right there. Like, <laughs> Lenin and Stalin already knew each other. Like yep. for like ten <laughs> years at this point. Why 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 did we why did you go with Lenin?
1: I don't understand. <laughs> it is a strange trick. I mean, because you know, Lenin is like like he is he is the leader of what becomes the Bolshevik Revolution when they overthrow the Tsars. Yeah. So I think that's why we went with Lenin. But like this movie doesn't care about th- like that specific. Like Stalin was also a big part of that. And it would be just as easy to have Stalin be the inside man here that's for the show. I'm
0: fucking saying Stalin. <laughs> like he was like the general secretary at this time period. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 What the shit? Why did we not go with Stalin? I do not understand. I, I do not understand. I do not understand. And it's weird. I fucking, I don't know why they, they chose Lenin, but they did. Like, it feels so bizarre when it's like, there's a people's revolution and we overthrow a king and there's horrifying music playing in the background. And I'm like, <laughs> but this is a good thing. Like, is the US military partially funding this movie is my question. <laughs> this is, this is what I'm talking about when I'm like, the propaganda apparatus, like, I don't understand why we've made these choices.
1: <laughs> but here we are with Lenin. They and I mean, he's only sort of in this, but he shows up because, you know, Rasputin's dead. We need a new agent in Russia. And the Shepherds like, all right, well, we can't control the Tsars anymore. Time to kill the Tsars. This is what
0: this is what I'm fucking saying, though, Mark. It's like they know they can't control the person who is actually the figurehead with power. It's always him controlling like their right hand guy.
1: Yep. Yep why wasn't so why it stolen <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it drives me up a wall i do not understand so now we show up with proof of the zimmerman telegram mm-hmm. uh, on account of the work that conrad did yeah and president wilson still just doesn't care he's just he's not he's like he I has still no rather- interest in your war thank you he's
0: the, he's very much the the mr burns in the episode of the Simpsons where he's like, I'll be making that donation when pigs fly and then the pig flies by. <laughs> and Smithers is like, would you be making that donation? And I was like, no, I'd still rather not. <laughs> that's that's President Wilson in this movie.
1: We now have a short sequence where Orlando, Duke of Oxford, is really just not holding it together anymore. Like Archie has showed up to tell him that his son has died. Yeah. And that's like he's just he is in the parlance of like nineteen thirties America. He's turning to the drink. He is he is he's drowning, drowning in his sorrows, sorrows crawling yes. in the bottle, etc.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I hope
1: that whenever you cut this episode, we are still in sync. Because we said that at exactly the same time. He legitimately, he is like he has lost his son, he lost his wife years ago. Wow. War has taken everything from him, and he is Except just kind of wealth, <laughs> yeah, his crazy wealth and all of his uh household of servants and things although eventually a lot of them do start to leave i think probably because he stopped cutting paychecks and the worldwide surveillance apparatus that they have set up right other than that he has nothing and 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 his friendship (laughs) with the king of england personal friendship with the king of england but aside from that he's other than those things he's really just like having a bad time so the movie's going to give us a few minutes of that. Polly and Shola are essentially kind of holding things together for him, mm-hmm. and like the the king shows up to sort of yell at him or something. Something I don't know what's happening.
0: I just re- it just really felt like this movie needed him to be real sad for a minute and then get back. Yeah. Get it? Together. I don't know why. I don't know why we needed this, but it. I mean, his kid died. Yeah. Whatever. We just have
1: like a a few minutes of him like being unshaven and drunk until polly's yeah. like get it together pal and he gets it together
0: i you know that this is a very liberal perspective of this movie because they walk in they're like hey get it together pull yourself up by your straps <laughs> yeah he's like you're right i should do that actually be a man and, and ignore your trauma shove my, it down also my na- my nanny Kissed me and now I, the lady, a wooga wooga, I can do this. I better go shave. Look, now I'm all shaved, and, and I'm presentable, and that means I'm good again. I don't yep. know. It's weird. It's a. It's a weird. It's a lot of tiny little things that are fine, but yep, add it all together, yep. make me go like. Do we need to do all those? Do we do all those in quick succession? <laughs> right. Did we? I don't think
1: so. It's really, it, it is, like, I, I appreciate that they decided to show, like, the Duke in his grief, but the way in which it is situated in this movie is just, it's a little odd, and it's very perfunctory. Like, we're just out of it quickly with the kiss of a good woman or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the turnaround's real, it feels really quick. I guess we're supposed to assume it's been a while?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so, yeah. Some maybe, time has passed.
0: Maybe if they, the pacing of this movie was a little bit better, there would be space for more grieving here, but... Sure so much movie has already happened in this movie
1: <laughs> so once we get the team back together uh and the duke gets going and polly fills him in on all the stuff that the spy network has learned they discover that the reason wilson refuses to enter the war is because the uh because matahari has compromised or someone has compromising photographs of him and matahari in the oval office yes. i think in the right? oval office yes like through the window <laughs> yeah
0: it's, it's a choice. It's very <laughs> weird that like, that's just there, right? Like, what's with, look, I, maybe I'm the ignorant person here and I don't understand, but why would you put the most powerful head of government with his back to a window like that? I right, do like, right. <laughs> It feels like a bit of an oversight. <laughs> that doesn't seem very safe. They shot him on film, but it could have, which has easily been not on film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so
1: okay, whatever. But yeah, whatever. Somehow the shepherd has footage of Matahari and Wilson in the Oval Office, and right. they've got to they've got to go get those negatives so America can enter the war.
0: Yeah, this movie came out in 2021, and they did yep. make the remark of like we can't have the president seem unbecoming in office can do yeah. something I'm
1: becoming. Okay, sure. <laughs> okay, movie.
0: <laughs> You're the movie.
1: So yeah, now we're entering our like third act. This is it. This is the final showdown. We're going to go get what? those negatives from the like high mountain tops of Scotland. Sure. <laughs> they track him down. I love that they track. So so Orlando confronts what's her name? Has a scarf fight, which is pretty solid like it's short but fun that scarf fight and then he takes the scarf to the to the tailor shop the king's man remember the king's man here we are all right back at the king's (laughs) man takes the the scarf there and the guy looks through his books and he's like oh well this is cashmere but it's cashmere from a very specific type of goat that only lives here and just like with
0: the franz ferdinand scene what if whenever he said that it just started being like and it started playing cashmere that's all I want. I love pretty great. I just want a collection of videos on YouTube, and it's just like a supercut of all the times they say, like something related to like a song title or a band happens, and then there's a needle drop. It's ridiculous, because
1: this movie's ridiculous enough to where, like, in another universe, we got those things. Actually, it is. Yeah, it. One of my one of the one of the ridiculous bits that is among my favorites is actually coming right up because. So they're going to make this plan, right? Because the base is on top of this giant step Mm -hmm. that only has access via a single elevator. Mm -hmm. And so they're like going to fly like the Duke's going to fly slash hang glide onto the island. Yes. Which is already wild. And. It doesn't work. I mean, it kind of works, but his hand glider gets destroyed and he falls like into the side of the mountain. And the way he gets to the top is with the help of some goats, which is just my favorite thing. I love so much. It is. This whole sequence is <laughs> wild. He's just like suddenly this turns into a Prince of Persia platforming game where he's hopping on goats.
0: Yeah, before before we are na- playing Nathan Drake, where he's trying to climb up the side of this fucking mountain face. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, before then, though, he like wrecks tails his biplane. <laughs> right, right. It just goes through, straight through the wing, and it jerks, and it goes sideways, and it's a big plane crash. I guess that's also Uncharted, actually. Actually, it's just Uncharted. Is. I was yeah. right. <laughs> I called it in one, but it's just an Uncharted sequence, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck.
1: i just love it i love so much like it's already a corny scene it's very fun it's very like indiana jonesy uncharted you know whatever (laughs) and
0: then he's just jumping on goats it is i god (laughs) this is i love it i love it because like fucking he could turn, he could look to his left, and there'd be a cardboard box, and he could be like, nice, and it would be
1: perfectly normal in this movie. If <laughs> he was yep. sneaking around in a cardboard box, I, <laughs> I love it. It very much has that energy. And then he uh, he like hauls himself up with the one-horned goat. We, we neglected mm-hmm. to mention earlier that the shepherd cut a horn off a goat to make a point or something. I forget. Right, why. right. It might have been around the time of Lennon. I forget. I don't know. One of the goats uh, only he- has one horn. So he like he killed the
0: one normally, right? Because you know, because Rasputin was like, I want to be bear, Actually, I don't want to be. <laughs> oh, oh, right, yes. They all have animals on their rings, and they have them. They're secret
1: spy insignias
0: she is it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the oh my god. It's some real twelve year old we have a clubhouse bullshit <laughs> with our secret Dakota rings. And I don't how old is this man? How old is the shepherd? We don't know. But it'd be very funny if it was just he seems like a baby. Um, yeah. anyway, he yeah, they all have animals assigned to them on their rings, and that never gets brought back up again after like the beginning of the movie. <laughs> That they had like animal designations. They don't call each other the animal no, designations. They, do they just not. have them.
1: <laughs> that not Why would you. Why do that then? I don't understand. But, oh yeah, it is in that scene somewhere where he kills one of his favorite goats to prove that. Yeah, he doesn't was, love anything or something i, I don't
0: know. yeah he's like that's his favorite raspy walks in and was like that's his favorite goat this is foreshadowing he turns the camera <laughs> he's like press triangle to foreshadow and, and then the goat gets killed uh, and then later yeah i think he's talking about i don't know it's after lenin has done his thing maybe maybe that's whenever it happened i don't know but at some point he cuts the horn off of another goat and that goat had right. a bad time about it obviously yes <laughs> so the goat helps the enemy first headbutts our homeboy um, yep
1: does yep. duke
0: orlando which i i don't <laughs> god that's a name and
1: heads butts <laughs> him down off the cliff again and then pulls him up and and then it's fine. Actually, the Duke thing. Orlando sounds like the porn star in a uh, like a Regency romance porn. It's a very porn star name. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Duke Orlando. This is where the movie finally reveals to us that the shepherd is Morton, the like assistant guy to yeah. Kitchener this, from earlier. And this was underwhelming, right? We kind of. Yeah,
0: we agree. That this is underwhelming. This is an underwhelming reveal. Mark, maybe this is going to change the way that you see this movie from now on, but the entire time we're hiding his face from the camera, I thought it was going to be an actor reveal and not a character reveal
1: okay yeah okay i nope. thought
0: it was going to be like we're going to see him and it's going to be like i'm i'm the shepherd all along and it's like he's going to be some other guy from history that we all know about and it's going to be this famous actor who's playing him that we didn't know was in this movie and i thought that's what right. the movie yeah. was doing yeah. <laughs> now it's just so oh, i can't believe michael Caine's in this movie right no but you know who i wanted it to be and who i thought it was the entire time i watched this the first time i was like that's David judy
1: Tennant.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> judy that's david Tennant. his voice and I don't know if yeah, you're gonna be yeah. able to unhear this now, but every time I watch this movie, up until that reveal, I'm like, "That just sounds like David Tennant is talking." Like it's,
1: <laughs> it's his Kilgrave voice, basically. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they both have that sort of uh, like Scottish Highlandish accent. Yeah. yeah, And it is very much sort of the way, to, like it is the way that Tennant leaves into leans into Kilgrave. Yeah, you're right. It's a harm. Look, listener, if I'm wrong, at me about it. I don't care. <laughs> but to me, that's what it sounds like. But it is sort of like a, oh, it's uh that guy. It's that guy. All right. Okay.
0: I remember me from the first act of this movie. <laughs> Not really, honestly. No,
1: I guess. Kind of. Not really. I've watched this movie twice and both times I'm like, oh yeah,
0: he was in this movie, huh?
1: <laughs> sure. But it does give us a pretty good fight. Like there's a weird villain yeah? speech about Scottish independence or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fun because I do think in america particularly we tend to think of the united kingdom as like a collective like oh that's britain and like that's the group that colonialized everyone else and we forget that really like the island of england has also like ireland and scotland and wales have all at various times had real fights for independence from the island of england Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's very fun that it just turns into this like scottish independence thing we did get we did
0: have Kind of skim over the like fight scene with the lift where they're trying to get oh yeah that's right Shola up up the lift and like there's a lot of just cool shit that happens there like we get to see like Poppy do sh- some real good shooting it's real good I look
1: I love a woman who while can kill me. Orlando and Morton are fighting on the top of the cliff Polly and Shola are fighting to get Shola onto the lift at the bottom so that he can get up there to help.
0: No, 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 no. More, so, like, Morton hasn't been... They haven't had the interaction with Morton yet. He's fighting, like... I don't know who this guy is, but he's like the Andre the Giant of this movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the big bruiser character who's just like... He's the... he's the, I don't know. He's the mid-boss, whatever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy you fight... He's the Goro of this particular ladder <laughs> before <laughs> the Shao Kahn fight. And... um. I think I was mixing. I, Mortal Kombat fans are furious, and nobody else cares. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's that's what's happening right now. Somebody's romance. is like, "No, Gore's from the first game, and she someone was the boss in that game."
1: You're thinking you Cantar who's from the second game, and then you fight Shao Kahn. You fucking idiot! Ugh. yeah, you're right about the timeline, though. You are absolutely and like and Polly wrong about Mortal Kombat. Just, like sniper rifle shooting people from a hundred yards away, and yeah, it's all very it's all very good. I said Polly and not Polly, but otherwise, <laughs> I was nail. She is it. just stone cold in this in this sequence.
0: Look, we don't need live action adaptations of anime, but right, right. However, however, and especially those Full Metal live actions are real bad. I feel like it's one that maybe we could do a little bit better over here with a bigger, bigger budget. And yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> The actress who plays Polly would be a pretty good choice. Pretty, pretty good. For a certain reason
1: Hawkeye, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what it really leads to is Shola getting on the lift and like it leads to this incredibly cinematic scene of him sort of slingshotting up and over the top wall. And it's very good. It's very like Shola's entrance into the fight is fantastic. Real good. He literally decapitates
0: somebody. Yep. And I'm really disappointed that we didn't look. I'm, I'm not a fan of jokes that undercut the seriousness of, of sure. moments in films mark but whenever uh, our boy duke orlando duke of all of orlando <laughs> right. studios said, said like forget the tentacles we need to cut off the head i really wanted children to be like i literally just cut a guy's head off i
1: that i just did that <laughs> oh man right so there's still some movie left because you're really right like it sort of is shola's incredible scene. it sort of is uh like a boss uh, a mini boss fight or a sub boss fight because we do then have the actual showdown with morton which is itself also a very fun fight
0: it's you know it's real good they
1: empty their guns and then i gotta do some
0: sword time it's sword time but shola can't fight because it has to be honorable
1: but then he's yeah. immediately not honorable because he's the he's villain. immediately not honorable with his gun, his sword. sword or whatever.
0: I love it. I fucking love it. I don't, you don't need to explain it to me. Movie. I'm it's, you did the right thing by just being like, isn't this a cool thing that's here too? Yes. Yes, it is. It's so good. I love it. Unabashedly. I'm not being ironic here. It's great. <laughs>
1: And then the end of it is just the goat. The goat shows back up, and the goats here too. It's real good. I that the goats they, here at the end.
0: They fight on a fucking edge of a cliff. Look, it's they're literally Metal Gear Solid games. Like the end with <laughs> a big fist fight with the final boss on top of a large object. Right after yep. they're all done shooting, it's <laughs> come on.
1: And here we are, just having that fight.
0: Yeah. so that happens and then he cuts he he hangs him over the edge of the cliff yep and then cuts him loose but with the metal of for his son i that was a weird choice i don't know yeah that
1: was odd i don't know why we needed that
0: trying to cram
1: in a little bit of weird symbolism that was absolutely unnecessary didn't
0: need we didn't need him like living for his son but i have to become the man that my son was going to be what does that mean what does that mean you've had a whole life old man you have so much money (laughs) what 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 are you talking about wait just you're getting revenge for your dead son that's all this is really about don't you don't have to act like you're living up to some ideal it's we're fine (laughs) my son is living vicariously through me in soviet russia (laughs) yeah it's yep <laughs> it's a it's a choice i don't the, it's really the metal that doesn't bring me where i'm like that's
1: that was a bad decision and you should feel bad america enters the war right they mail polly mails the negatives to wilson to president wilson
0: who is now very
1: excited to go do a war yeah oh he's so happy that he can finally start killing people i'm ready to war <laughs> which to be fair very american attitude okay yeah
0: i mean fair enough Yep. <laughs> can't get enough of that war <laughs> this is the great war mark because there's never going to be one bigger than this right
1: right the right? war to end all wars damn yeah this is it this is the big one good thing they had that one war so that we humans never had to have wars again that was great it's so hard. wonderful to live in this world where there's not been a war since 1917 yeah i love how there's not a post-credit scene in this movie <laughs> this is the end of it <laughs> So, yeah, the movie ends with uh, Orlando uses his vast wealth to buy the Kingsman Taylor shop and they uh-huh. set up like the beginning of the Kingsman. There's Orlando and Polly and Shola. The king is inexplicably there. Yeah. Archie. I think Archie. Right. Archie. The kid Archie's, that, there. Archie's there. You know, because
0: yep. he's played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's why he's there sure <laughs> and the one guy is also there because he's played by stanley Tucci, and we gotta get the tooch in this movie <laughs> honestly and look use, mark strong is gone we have to yeah. have we gotta get the tooch in this
1: movie we got yeah yep yeah. <laughs> and that's where they all decide to like use the code names that orlando and conrad used to sort of like joke about with each other yeah is substitutes anything is that anything mark <laughs>
0: <laughs> substitute is that, is that is that what we should call Mark Strong from now on?
1: Mark Strong is the substitute. Yeah, he's, a, he's like he's the margarine version of Stanley Tucci. I can't believe it's not Tucci. I can't believe it's not Tucci. <laughs> you think that's the end of the movie, but we're gonna do a credit scene. <laughs> <But> Hitler's here. <laughs> it's a surprise Hitler.
0: Now, Daniel Bruhl is the shepherd. He took over the Oh, team. that's right. That's right. Yep. That is that is an important point to make. He's in this movie. We haven't mentioned him at all.
1: <laughs> but Daniel Bruhl's here. <laughs> Daniel Bruhl is in this movie, and he has taken, like, the shepherd is dead, but the organization's going to live on, because he's now the shepherd. Yeah. He was, his name's like Eric Hounison or something. It's very... <laughs> Zemo something or other. I think he had like the dog insignia when they all had secret animal names very briefly.
0: Why not? I don't fucking know what the rest of them are. (laughs) Is there a super cut of like, is there like a extended cut of this movie where they all just go around and talk about their animals?
1: (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be, that'd be something. (laughs) So he was like the, the chain of command initially was the shepherd and then Rasputin and then hounison or whatever his name is this guy right but now sure. he's in charge and he has some great ideas for how to get things back on track
0: that guy had some pretty good ideas he, oh my god yeah he's talking with leonard and he's like you know how you said that we need to write the balance your left <laughs> <laughs> out of the shadows <laughs> we get the reveal of hello what what in your name Adolf Hitler? <laughs> it's this, a it's a
1: Hitler ex machina.
0: <laughs> it's so stupid. It's I rarely say that something is just out and out and stupid on this show. <laughs> it is not. It is something that I am reserving for the most ridiculous <laughs> of polls in a movie, and this is the biggest one. And I look you. You've heard us talk about it. I have a good time with this movie. Absolutely. I have a really good time (laughs) with this movie. But that is the one decision where I'm just like, what the fuck? What? What? (laughs) What? Everything around this is ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Oh my fucking god. Uh, and the thing is, that means somewhere there was at least the chance, and I like—I I don't know how much—I don't, I don't know what legs this franchise has after okay. after Kingsman Three happens. I don't know if there will ever be any more. Who knows? But somewhere there was at least someone had the idea of the Hitler movie. <laughs> oh
0: my God! Yeah, that's there. May there's still at talks of them doing a sequel to okay, Kingsman, right. so <laughs> which is completely separate from Kingsman Three, which is a the thing they want to do.
1: Right? Yep to finish the that story.
0: I can't wait for Kingsman Peace Walker, which is going to be straight to like <laughs> video on demand, but it's actually going to be a very important part of Kingsman 5. So if you skip it, you're going to be very lost.
1: <laughs> All right, we got to it's it's uh, final thoughts because we're entering ranking time here. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just no, I, uh, I'm not cracking up at my own joke for once. I'm laughing at how good I got you.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, fuck. Uh, no thoughts, no more. Let's rank this shit. I suspect this will be one of those cases where you and I finish a franchise with the same rankings.
0: All right. Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm still delighted by the fact that we're already ranking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do we need, what have we not already said about this movie? You can't uh, one-up and Hitler's going to be in the sequel. There's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know. This movie's a lot of fun. I love this movie. It is, yeah. for me, handily the best movie in this franchise. God and Then it. Yeah. The first movie and then the second movie.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, that's it. this movie is just just
1: so ridiculous in all the right ways so absurd it's so much fun it's just this movie this movie is very very dumb but it's such a good time it is all the right kinds of absurd for me yep (laughs) and i mean
0: look this thing got like a 41 on metacritic or some shit like people largely didn't seem to love this movie but i feel like (laughs) for the people that get this movie
1: they're really gonna have a good time with this movie (laughs) <laughs> all right well that's it that's the kingsman franchise at least for now we'll, we'll be back hopefully eventually
0: we will be back eventually
1: <laughs> what are we watching
0: next well what we're going to be doing next is first mark cut the music stop the outro music <laughs> oh no mark yeah normally on this show normally maybe put in some like some dramatic or like music here I don't know we'll find Tension out we building music we'll find out normally when we cover this show we have very specific rules that we have to follow yep. in order to cover these movies we're like there has to be three cinematic releases has for us to, to, to cover the series there's gotta be at least three it's part of the whole show it's so the third one sucks mark they gotta get to three and maybe there's some direct-to-video stuff that we don't normally cover on this but you know what I did check our rule book mark I did check okay. our rules and while that is true and we have maintained that for the, a good part of our run. We, have, we didn't even talk
1: about the new Home Alone movie because it was a streamer not, only. Look,
0: it was straight. It was straight to, like, streaming, whatever that means in this modern age. We're still figuring yep. out what that means for the show, obviously. <laughs> you know what it didn't say in the rulebook, Mark? It did not tell me that a dog could not play basketball. <laughs> Nowhere in that rulebook does it say that a dog can't play basketball. And so... Oh, no. And so, oh no, it's right, goddammit. Oh no. That's right. We're going to be covering Air Bud.
1: (laughs) God save us all. The Third One Sucks is a Retrograde Orbit radio production. If you like the show, the best thing you can do is tell your friends and make sure to rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out.
0: If you want to get in touch or share suggestions about what we could cover in the future, you can contact us on Twitter at the third one sucks or email us at TheThirdOneSucks at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again in the sequel.